thank y'all for coming out tonight. Uh, as you know, um, uh, this is a joint event the Georgia Atlanta. I want to thank Atlanta for hosting us in the space here. Um, this is an outreach of our advocacy efforts. And as all of you know, this is the primary thing we do today in Georgia. We are the advocacy arm for the profession here. Uh, I hope you all have really seen the last couple of years how we really stepped up our advocacy efforts. Um, we've been making a lot of progress, and uh, we consider this just another part of that um, trajectory. So, I want to recognize a couple of people here. We're here for Brian Kemp tonight. Uh, he is our Secretary of State. I'll be talking about him uh, a little bit more in just a moment. I also want to recognize Chance Rashidi. She's a member of our uh, licensing board. Um, we have a couple of others who cannot be here tonight. David Mesh, Mashkey, Man Smith, Craig Buckley, and Miles Bolton. Um, so they are your representatives in Secretary Kemp's uh, office to help advise him on sort of what professional regulatory matters we have here in the profession. Uh, I want to remind everybody that one of the reasons we're holding this event tonight is our PAC, by law, cannot donate to Secretary Kemp's uh, campaign coffers. He regulates our industry, so we can't do it as an organization, but you all can as individuals. So we want to highly encourage you to consider donating to uh, Brian's campaign here, and we want to let you know if you're going to make out checks, the exact wording should say Brian Kemp for Secretary of State. There's a little bucket over there by the front door. We'd ask you to please put those checks in. We also have the website online. And we also have the website online. I'm sorry, yes, where you can donate as well. Um, I think, is that anyone that's on the website somewhere? We'll get the website. <laughs> How about that? Um, as I said, our advocacy efforts have really taken off over the last couple of years. They really began with Marcy Reed, who's our former executive director there in the back. Uh, she and Megan Hansen, um, it would be nice to see her tonight as well, really dug in a couple of years ago, started working with Secretary Kipp's office. Um, on a whole host of issues, starting with sort of overseeing how we, your, your office regulated all sorts of 39 professions that you do regulate, um, and how to make sense out of that and kind of keep our regulatory efforts um, intact. And as we kind of have gone through and built on that over the last couple of years, we've reached out to a lot of different legislators. We were uh, involved with uh, the Savannah legislation um, that came out of Savannah this year for the historic tax credits that got passed. We were in their offices helping um, lobby for that as it was announced that it was going to be dropped as a bill. Um, and we've been looking at uh, P3. We have a member of AI Georgia who is on the committee um, overseeing the P3 implementation in the state. And we're also been involved in the solar finance bill which passed this legislative session. Every legislator though that we met with this past year, one of the things that we brought to their attention um, that came to our attention from Secretary Kemp's office is the kind of chronic underfunding that the state legislature has given to the Secretary of State's office to help implement regulation. And it's kind of been a detrimental thing for the last couple of years. We're really proud that this past year, um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Secretary, uh, the budget was increased by 13% to nine, an extra $9 million, or was it $2 $9 million? Two nine. Two $9 million. Um, so that's a 13% increase that we've seen over the last couple years. So that's a big, big thing, and hopefully Secretary Kemp can expound on why that's important. But that really enables him to kind of do his job better, which is really serving all of us. Um, that will provide additional inspectors, funds for more funds for the licensing board to actually make them more effective, and it's going to improve the profession. So let me say a little bit about Secretary Kemp, and then I'll get out of the way 
uh, let him say a few words. He's been the Secretary of State since uh, 2010. He's a lifelong native of Athens. He was a state senator um, from that area from 2002 to 2006. Uh, when he won his first election in 2010, it was by a margin of 56% to 39%. I'm sure he knows the exact 10 percent <laughs> somewhere. What uh, that partnership victory was. Uh, he was reelected in 2014. Uh, and again, we've been really thrilled to work with him over the last few years. Um, I'll just tell him tell you a little bit about what he does in his office, but as I said, he regulates 39 different professions. Um, and that's everything from athletic trainers and barbers to architects and engineers. So it's a wide spectrum of disciplines and professions and requirements, and it's, uh, they, they do a really great job. Brian's married, he's got three kids. As I mentioned, he's a lifelong um, native of Athens. Correct. And uh, he is a graduate of UGA with a Bachelor of Science in Agriculture, and I'm sure he could commiserate plenty from the football perspective over the last couple of weeks, but as an Auburn alumnus, as an Auburn alumnus, I would just simply say welcome to the SEC also ran. Um, we're the founding members, I think, for the last two years. He's also an active small business owner, uh, understands sort of a lot of the challenges that we face. His companies are involved in agribusiness, financial services, and real estate management and investment. So with that, I'm going to step out of the way and introduce Secretary of State Mark Very much for coming out. I, I certainly appreciate your financial support. That was uh, definitely very much appreciated. And I just appreciate the working relationship that we have with the association and all of you that are in the room that have, have been in rooms with me before, you know, talking about the issues that, that we have had facing, facing the uh, licensing board. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk a little bit about that in a minute. But I did just want to mention a couple of things that we have going on on the rest of our office that really affects all Georgians. It's really been in the news here lately. Uh, today is the first day of early voting, so if you all live in any of our cities around uh, the area, don't forget to check and see if you've got any elections going on. Uh, you can vote you know, now, early between now and, and November the 3rd. Um, so that's, that's going on, which is keeping us very busy in our elections division. But the main thing everybody's talking about election-wise is the presidential race. Uh, one of the things that I've been working on for two years is creating this so-called SEC primary. We're joining with uh, six other southern states to have a regional primary for the, for the presidential primary um, in this open seat for the presidency. And, the reason I did that in years past, quite honestly, is nobody really paid attention to Georgia. And as y'all know, I mean, we're a, we're a big state now, we're the eighth largest state. On the Republican side of the race, we had the fourth largest delegate count in the country. So the candidates should pay attention to us. And uh, I felt like it was time for us as Georgians to be able to weigh in, whether you're Republican or Democrat, doesn't matter, to be able to cast your vote, get involved early where it really means something. Because in years past, quite honestly, we've had uh, situations in Georgia that we were either on the same day as California and New York, nobody paid attention to us, or um, we were so late in the process, basically the race was over with before it ever got to us. So this year I, I came up with this idea of having strength in numbers, uh, worked with my colleagues in other southern states to get them to hold their date on March the 1st, just like us. 
And because of that, we've now got Virginia, Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama, Arkansas, Texas, and Oklahoma will all have their presidential primary on the same day, March 1st in 2016. And it's been kind of dubbed the SEC primary. And because of that, we've had literally unprecedented uh, visits from presidential candidates. And I think we'll continue to see that. And that's good because, you know, a lot of people around the country and the world, they think of Georgia and they think we're still plowing with the mule or, you know, <laughs> doing our drafting with, uh, you know, pencils and everything else. But, you know, Some people, of us do. Yeah, well, I, I, I still do as well. Um, but, you know, when people come to Georgia that have never been here and come through the Atlanta airport and, and see, you know, downtown Atlanta, I mean, it doesn't take long for people to figure out that we're, you know, not only one of the biggest states in the country, but we're we're not only a, an international city, but we're an international state. Uh, and, you know, you talk about our military bases, our ports, you know, our huge ag industry, you know, all the great things that we have going on uh, in your industry and, and others that, that we associate with. You know, the candidates and the campaigns, they should know that. And we should have an influence on the process. So that's that's what we're we're doing it's been kind of crazy we're uh we've got a booth out at the national fair in perry and i don't know if any of you all have ever been to the national fair just unbelievable i mean they're going to have five hundred thousand people come through perry georgia in 10 days and uh in iowa which is the first state in the country that the caucuses is always starts first and then new hampshire the big straw poll that you always hear about in iowa where all the candidates go they have like less than 9,000 people vote in their straw poll this year. We still got the rest of this week to go in Perry at the fair. We've already had 13,000 people vote in our presidential peanut poll that we're, we're doing. So it's kind of cool. You can go on peanutpoll.com. We've got a website that we update every night that tallies all the candidates. And, you know, there's nothing scientific about it. But uh, literally the line has been out the door. We're in the Georgia Grown Building. And people have been lining up to come in and we give them one peanut and they can go over to the jar of their choice and you know drop it in for whoever they want to vote for we got undecided and anyway it's just been kind of cool but that's that's something that's really garnered us a, a lot of national press and i think that's going to be good for us as a state i think it'll be good for you all for your businesses down the road that uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna in a different kind of way put georgia on the map with this presidential race, not only with the candidates, but with the national media. And, you know, I think that's nothing but a, a good thing for Georgia. Because anybody that comes here, you know, they, they're gonna love our people, they're gonna love our climate. We've got a lot of neat things to do here. So we're really excited about that. And hopefully, you know, you'll continue to, to follow that. On the, on the PLV side, uh, you know, it's been a long time since I actually could say that things are going pretty well down there. <laughs> We have been fighting, uh, as many of you all know, a really tough battle down there for a long time because a lot of different reasons. Uh, one of them was just resources when we went through the downturn, which, you know, we're not crying about that. Everybody had problems in the downturn, um, you know, and, and we understand that. The frustrating thing for us was when things started coming back and we kept getting cuts more so than, than other agencies, and, and it didn't make sense because we're a revenue producer in the Secretary of State's office. You know, you guys are paying a fee to, to get your licensing application processed and for us to do complaint compliance work. And uh, a lot of those fees were 
you know, they go into the treasury instead of enough resources coming back for us to properly do that every day, uh, they were being spent on other things. And we certainly understand that in the downturn. But as things got better, you know, it was unfortunate that it kind of kept happening. Uh, but, but we kept trying to find innovative ways to, to be more efficient, to use technology to accomplish that. But we also started measuring everything that we're doing in the office. I mean, we know how long people are on hold in our call center. We know what our abandonment rate is. We've started measuring how long it takes to process every type of license we got, you know, the number of cases that we got. I mean, we had an old computer system where we really couldn't tell how many investigations or old cases that we actually had. So we've gone through a complete restructuring of our IT department. That was something I've literally worked on for three years. Uh, but we had now, I, I can say with confidence, that we had turned the corner. Uh, we got a great uh, chief information officer who's leading our ship. We had a private company come in and help us reorganize. Um, you know, we left some of the folks that weren't really suited for what we, our needs were for the future that were very good employees in the past. Uh, and then we hired the, the folks that we needed in, to deal with today's technology. Uh, we got a full report on the security of our agency and on our infrastructure. And that's one of the things that would kill us down there making it the licensing division. I mean, we'd have days where our network would go down and we got 80 people down there and really all they could do is open the mail. I mean, that's not very productive. So we've got a lot of, I mean, we had a server down there that had never been backed up that was seven years old. Uh, so things like that, we're now starting to get a hand along. We've uh, replaced all of our hardware. Uh, we've moved our, you know, our IT closet out of the muddy basement that gets wet when it rains into a decent server room. You know, just things that you would never know about that are just making us more productive down there. We work with Macon Bibb County to run a new uh, fiber optic cable into the office so we got better connectivity uh, with the Macon office and the Atlanta office and that we can keep our network up. So. A lot of good things happening from that perspective. <clears throat> We've also done a little reorganization down there, which that came with some of the, the budget help that was being talked about. And one thing I just would like to clarify is we did get that type of money in our budget, but it wasn't quite as much as it sounds like because part of that money was dedicated to a bill that passed for mandatory reporting for nursing. So nine of the positions that we had to hire was basically a legislative mandate that's for a good reason, I'll add, uh, to fund those positions. So that was really a, a new, a new uh, duty for the office, and we got new resources to do it, so it's really kind of a wash for us. But we did get five dedicated call center people, and we did get uh, enough resources to hire a small new section which was huge for us. I mean, we are very appreciative uh, to the OPB and the governor's office and the legislature for, uh, you know, for the governor's office and OPB for working with us to, on the original proposal and then the legislature, you know, keeping that money in for us. So with the call center operators, the new people in that small new section, we've been able to realign some of our boards. So uh, that's making us more efficient because with another section, 
you know, our executive directors don't quite have quite as many, some of them don't have quite as many boards as they've had in the past to deal with, so it makes it more efficient with the ones that they have. Um, you know, the call center folks uh, are helping with our nursing calls and others in the agency. So really we're down now to where we have people on hold for two or three minutes on most normal days, which is as good as any government agency that you're gonna find anywhere. Um, we've also got our abandonment rate down to less than 15%, which that's when you know somebody gets frustrated and hangs up, which that is, that is very low. I mean, we had times where two years ago, we had over a million phone calls into the agency in one year, a million. That's 10% of Georgia's population called the Secretary of State's office. I mean, at the time we had 20, maybe 25 call center people. I mean, you figure those numbers, there's no way. I mean, we had a 50% abandonment rate. And, and people would be on hold, you know, for two hours. I mean, just waiting to try to get some help. Just, just not acceptable in our terms, but it's just what we were dealing with with our budget environment. But because we measured those things, we were able to go to OTV and explain that to them and say, look, we, we really need some help. And uh, they they bought into that and the legislature did. So we're, uh, and, and I'm appreciative of you all for helping us in that regards. I know Ryan uh, Taylor and I have worked on this issue for a long time, trying to raise awareness with the legislature. You know, they have so much going on, it's hard for them sometimes to really understand um, about what we do and making. I mean, a lot of people don't realize you know, how many people we got down there, how much work we get every day. I mean, you know, it takes eight or 10 people two hours to open the mail every day. You know, that's just the start of the work. The real work is, you know, scanning the application in and then getting somebody to review it uh, and processing that. And speaking of that, with, uh, with you guys, right now we only have 18 pending applications. We're doing those um, if they're clean in nine business days. And then on the renewals for this year, hopefully you all have renewed already. <laughs> Don't tell me if you have not. <laughs> but, um, but, but I also want to thank the association because I, I, they sent out a reminder notice for us, so we appreciate that. We do that with a lot of the associations. That's very helpful. And uh, You still wouldn't imagine how many people will call and say it's our fault that they didn't renew their license but we do that as a courtesy trying to make sure that people get you know don't lapse and that kind of thing so we appreciate um that Let me see. and really from an application standpoint in 2015 we've gotten uh, 574 we had 582 and 14 a little less than 413 so that's moving moving up a little bit and then we've list, we've uh, issued a few more licenses than we normally do. We went from 257 in 2013 to 282 and 14, and then uh, 324 in, in 15. So, you know, hopefully you all are seeing our responses be better down there. Uh, we were talking about complaint compliance too. Um, that's an area where we're still we could use some more people. We're having to pick our battles. But I would just tell you, if you ever have a problem that you know about and you know an individual that we need to look into, we can do that. You know, the problem we have is with whether it's 
and I'm not targeting you guys, but whether it's this group, whether it's the home builders, you know, it seems like every, and I'm a former home builder, okay? But it's like every home builder group I talk to and say, you know, how's it going? What's y'all's biggest concern? Talking to people on the board. Well, it's all these people that are out there, you know, unlicensed practice. Y'all need to go up after. And I'm like, who is it? Where are they? They're like, well, they're just out there. They're everywhere. And I'm like, I do not have, I do not have the resources to have a, uh, you know, a secret uh, investigative division to go out and start going to construction sites every so often and checking jobs. I mean, in a real world, that would be nice for us to be able to, to do that, just to make sure everybody's, you know, taking care of the business that they're supposed to. But the fact of the matter is, if there's a you know, if there's a guy that's out there that's a unlicensed plumber or heat and air guy, and we, we had a guy that was licensed and he just let his license lapse for no reason, kept practicing and just, you know, didn't want to fool with the renewing. I don't know why you you would do that if you're a small business owner, but you know, he ended up was doing maintenance work for a government entity, for a, for a university, I believe it was. And, uh, you know, we got a specific complaint because he was taking, competing with the, the other local guys. And, you know, we did an investigation. We went out there and, I mean, you know, we, we talked to him. We found him. I mean, he's got his truck with his name on it. We're like, you have your life? Nah, you know, I let it lapse. And I never met. So, you know, we can run those things down if there's specific instances like that. So, you know, let us know if that's the case, your executive director or Lisa Durden. Um, or let me know, you know, I can send that to them. We try to be responsive with, with things like that. Um, let's see. Oh, and then just because I know a lot of you guys are, are working in, either in your own business or, or, or at other you know, businesses, obviously. Uh, but we have just got through redoing our corporation's website. So, you know, same thing with our technology. Our whole system was great. Everybody loved it. Problem was, it was 20 something years old. It kept crashing. The uh, people that built that system had been long gone. Our vendor was basically saying, Look, you know, this system has been, it, it crashed every so often. We'd have to, you know, spend two or three days bringing it back up. Nobody could do anything. Everybody's mad and yelling at us. And, um, you know, our vendor said, Look, this thing's going to crash one day and we're not going to be able to bring it back up. And then you're going to have to go to all paper applications, which would have been a disaster. So we had to make a tough call to move to a new platform. At the time, it was a really tough budget environment, and we just did not have the resources we needed and had very limited options. And the system that we went to uh, was not very good, and then the guys didn't really do what they said they could do. That buck stops with me. I mean, I made the call to do that. Uh, but regardless, we got through that first year. We fixed a lot of things the second year, and the system actually was working good. It was just very confusing. It's not what Georgia deserves. It's not what I wanted us to have as a state. Uh, so this, about a year ago, we put out an RFP and uh, picked a vendor. And over the July 4th weekend, we moved 2 million records from one corporation system to another, which that's kind of a tense weekend, knowing that if you lose those records, it's going to be a mess. Uh, but that went really smooth. We got our new system up and running. It's doing very, very well. Uh, hopefully, if any of you are having to do filings, you're seeing that. Uh, in December, we're coming out with a mobile app that you can put on your phone. So for somebody like us, it's, you know, we have a, several real estate properties. You know, we've got 10 or 12 LLCs. 
You can take every control number, put it in your app on your phone. You could also do this under a username and password on the site itself off of our website. But you can keep everything right there on your phone and when the annual registration period gets here, we'll be able to text you and say, you know, it's time to file your annual registration. If you'd like to do that right now, if you don't have any changes, click this button and you can pay for all 10 of them, all 12 of them. You can pick and choose. So for people that don't use our office a lot, I mean, it's a solution that's very simple. Uh, you know, like if there's a one, one person business owner, you know, it's a restaurant, and they get that text one day and they're like, yeah, I'm not changing anything. I'm still the registered agent. This is the address. You know, you click that button, it'll take you to where you put your credit card information. Nothing to fill in, nothing to do. And we're thinking that that's going to help us as well with our call volume, and that was the goal of our new system, was to make it so simple that people like me wouldn't be calling going, how do you do this? <laughs> and uh, I don't remember my username and password. So we're, we're really excited about that. I know that's a little off topic from you guys, but I think it just shows us that we're continuing to look at every uh, facet of the agency to see how we can continue to be more efficient. Our plan for the legislative session this year is not to ask for anything. I mean, we told OPB and the legislature last year if we could get some help that we wouldn't be back. You know, that's one of the most frustrating things that uh, I think the governor and the legislature deal with is people will say, you know, we got to have this. You know, y'all need to help us. And then they get the help. And then the next year they're right back going, well, now we need this. You know, it's never, it's never enough. So. We've told them that we just want to take the resources they gave us, let us measure those, you know, all of this year, part of next year, and then we'll come back and see where we are with the, you know, a realistic assessment of, of what our needs are and, and where they are in our agency. And then, you know, we're also experiencing growth. I mean, we're licensing more people now than we ever had, filing more corporations. We've got more registered voters you know, on our voter registration system that we're responsible for. So, I mean, we can't, when you're a growing state, you know, it's hard to keep stagnant. You know, you got to grow some. As we get more people that we have to license, we're eventually going to have to have some more people to, to process the applications, do the complaint and compliance. Um, but we'll just, we'll monitor that and give them good reason to fund things like that. We want to be able to justify the things that we do. But, Again, I appreciate y'all's support. I appreciate you uh, also supporting us and working with us uh, during the, the legislative session. We look forward to doing that again this year. I know there's going to be some interesting things out there, and you just, you know, you never know where one group of licensees is doing something and will end up bringing you guys into it. <laughs> so we stand ready to uh, converse and work with you in that regard as well. Glad to take questions if we have time. Absolutely. I appreciate what you said about not going back to the legislature every year, but what can we do to actually help your department and the work that you're doing? Start off with an easy softball question like that. Well, I think, you know, I think the thing to do right now would be to talk to legislators you're dealing with and just say, hey, you know, we are very appreciative for the help that you gave the Secretary of State's office. It's making a big difference. You know, we're seeing that. They're, they're working to make the organization more efficient down there. We really are the most efficient organization to license anybody in Georgia. Uh, you know, when you look at the other attached agencies and other things, I mean, it's costing a lot more than it, it is with us. Now that we've got the resources we need, I feel like we can compete with them 
uh, in any regard in the services that we're offering to people that are licensed from us. And we're also, you know, having a statewide elected official in charge of that. I mean, I'm keeping my thumb on what's going on. You know, if we get a complaint, we're working on it. If we have a, a board that's doing things that's hurting people getting into the workforce or doing some things that may not, you know, we talked about one of the boards today that's got unusually high fines for a really, you know, lower pay scale uh, profession that, that concerns me. I mean, I think it's overkill and we've, you know, we've tried to work with the boards in that regard. We had one board that got it and made some changes. We had one that didn't. And the legislature made the change so you know we're trying to work with the board the best we can to, to make us more efficient and and the boards have really responded i mean we're we're doing a lot of good things in a lot of areas um to where you know whether it's them giving us a little more authority to if they're comfortable to, to go ahead and process things and speed up processes and you know all those are different with each of the the 39 boards that we got but that's you know, I think the biggest biggest help you could be is just say, you know, be be thankful and just say, you know, it was very frustrating for our members to pay so much money in, but so few resources actually got to, to help us. And, uh, you know, we just need to make sure they don't forget that. I know that one of the, being on the board, I know that one of the things over the past couple of years that's been a challenge is the number of investigators. Mm -hmm. um, somebody could bring up a complaint to us that would need it would be complicated and it would need to be investigated and uh, a lot of times that those resources were not available have you been able to bring on some additional um, investigators well we did we were able to bring on part of the money for the mandatory reporting for the nurses was for new investigators and of course they're also working um, with just nursing complaints so that's actually having them doing that has kind of freed up some of our other people. The other thing is too, the governor's office uh, back before the election gave us, a, 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 I think it was two new investigators in elections. So that enabled us to take two of the people that were having to do everything and focus more on, on TLB. So we should be you know, more efficient there. Absolutely, I don't remember if I mentioned the uh, Investigations or not, let me see if they have that. Okay, I don't see anything on the number of investigations we got. I, I lost those here. So, in, in, uh, in 2015, we received 13 complaints. So, I mean, that's not, that's not a lot. So, hopefully, if you know they are coming through we're able to respond to them but if that's not the case you know let me know and i'll talk to them. be glad to talk to lisa about that uh, I have a, a general question that's come up as a result maybe of a specific piece of legislation but we're we're hearing there may be a push from the engineering community to create a new category of structural engineers as opposed to general engineer right without maybe commenting on that specific thing um, how do you think your office is going to respond over time as more and more specialization maybe happens in different disciplines and, and people want to be recognized uh, in that specialized right. way? Yeah, you know, I know I've 
heard talk about the structural uh, engineer, and I, I'll be completely honest with you, I'm not exactly sure where that is. I mean, I know it's on our radar on our legislative team, but I, I mean, I haven't gotten any update on that. I can check on that um, and get back with uh, Laura and them and let y'all know. Um, and then on the other specialty things, I mean, that's one of the things that I've kind of pushed for that I think we need to be doing more of and is, is getting the boards to kind of look a little at where, at where we are today and where we've come from and, and saying, look, you know, some of the things that we're doing are antiquated. We need to get rid of them. But we've also got these new emerging you know, professions or disciplines or what have you, and how are we going to deal with that? You know, what are other states doing? What are the legislators doing? You know, what are other licensing boards doing? So we can kind of be on the front end of making sure that we're moving moving along. This good for everybody, you know, protecting the public, but also, you know, helping promote the profession because that's really what the licensing is about. Secretary Kim, yes. I'd like to commend you your staff on your online review of registrations. It's the breeze to go through it, and job well done. Well, thank you very much. And one of the one of the other things I should have mentioned this earlier. I can't believe I didn't, didn't do this. I guess I'm so relieved that it's all over with. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when the when the immigration bill passed several years ago, you know, regardless of whether you're you know for the bill or against it. One of the things that it did for us is it took a, a uh, streamlined online process and made it manual and bureaucratic. And it about killed us down there. I mean, we literally went from where we did, you know, renewal, licensing renewals online. You know, you would go on, you'd fill it out, you'd pay, you know, the next morning you'd see your name on the website that you had renewed your license and then we would go through an audit of CEs and that kind of thing. To where we literally had to manually do it because we had to check everybody's secure and verifiable documents. I mean, we had to take, you know, 10, 15 people at certain times, put them in front of two uh, computer screens, pull up the application, pull up their, you know, attached driver's license or picture of their cow or whatever else they sent us that wasn't the right thing and have to match those two. So I mean, you know, a, a process that you did just like that went to taking three or four minutes. Well, when you do 250,000 of those a year, I mean, that, that adds up to a lot of human hours. Not to mention, you know, the 8,000 or so that we had at one time that were in the queue that didn't submit the right documentation, you know. Couldn't read the attachment. The attachment didn't come through. They did like I did. They sent the email. Didn't send the attachment. <laughs> so then, you know, then you got to generate a letter to respond to those people to let them know. Well, that slows the process down. Then you have to track all. I mean, it was just a nightmare. But you know, one of the other things this, earlier this year, we've gone now through all the professions and everybody that was licensed except for just a few thousand, we've got their secure and verifiable document. So hopefully you all will not have to go through and do that again. You can just do the online renewal. So that's something else that's helped our processing times um, greatly as well. And the affidavit too. You know, even we had some people that we did the 
the uh, the document check, and then they, they we got them to fix the law where you only you only have to do it one time versus every time. Which thank goodness they passed that. But when they did that, they added this affidavit check, which didn't mean you had to do a signed affidavit. David, you had to get it notarized. And of course, some people never even sent that because they're like, well, I already did this last time sending the driver's license. They didn't realize it was a whole separate thing. So, I mean, we've been through three years of hell dealing with that, quite honestly. Uh, but we're, we're over that hump now. So that's helped us also take those resources and put them back to processing applications, doing complaint compliance, and those things like that. Anybody? Very good. Well, thank y'all so much for having me. I enjoyed being with you. Just again, thank you, Secretary Kim. I got a couple quick announcements. We'll let y'all get out of here. Uh, thanks again to Ed Lynn for hosting us in the space tonight. Missy, Chris, David, Tangela, Lynn for all putting this together. Um, we have a bruise news this Thursday night, so if you haven't got your advocacy fill for the week, come on out. Uh, we'd love to have you there. Senator Rick Jeffries, uh, who's the chair of the Regulated Industries, Industries Committee, and a councilman and a licensed uh, AI architect, Terry Miller, uh, who's running for mayor of Douglasville, are going to be our guests at that event. We'd love to see you come out. If you have not RSVP, talk to Lynn. I don't know if Tangela is she's there. Talk to Lynn. She'll get you there. Um, and again, Secretary Kemp can't set checks, make them out to Brian Kemp for Secretary of State. There's a little box over there. Thank you all again for coming. Have a good night. Thank you. Uh,